Hey there, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Retire Ready Podcast. I'm Renee Collins, CPA, financial planner, and the founder of Retire Ready, a firm that is dedicated to helping Generation X and business owners take control of their money so that they can save more, invest smart, and build wealth. So today's episode is for my Gen Xers, those who are over 40 and not saving for retirement, or maybe they have very little save for retirement and they have some concerns about whether or not they're going to be retirement ready. So if you're over 40 and you're concerned about saving for retirement, today I'm going to provide you with some steps to help you get started. This is one of the most popular questions that I receive, and that is, how much should I save for retirement? Fidelity has a rule of thumb that says that you should have three times your salary by the time you're 40, six times your salary by the time that you're 50, and eight times your salary by the time that you are 60. So if you're closer to 40 and you have a $60,000 salary, then based on Fidelity's guidelines, you should have $180,000 saved for your retirement. Now, I don't want you to panic if your savings are nowhere near these guidelines because the amount of money that you need to save for retirement, it's really going to be dependent upon a number of factors, such as When do you want to retire? If you wait until you're closer to 70, then you may not need as much money as you think. And then Fidelity's numbers, they do not account for pension income that you may receive, nor any Social Security benefits. And then where you live can make a big difference. If you live in a tax-friendly state, you could stretch your retirement dollars even further. Now, Illinois, which is where I live, we have a flat income tax rate that is basically 5%. And fortunately, in Illinois, they do not tax your retirement dollars, including your Social Security benefits. But I tell you, they make up for that revenue in property taxes and sales taxes because we have some of the highest property taxes in the country. And if you want to know more about tax-friendly states, I have included a link to Kiplinger's Retirement Tax-Friendly States in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. Another factor that can make a significant difference is your retirement lifestyle. What type of lifestyle do you desire in retirement? Do you fantasize about traveling all over the world, visiting beautiful and exotic places? Or do you plan to spend lazy days hanging out with family and friends and barbecuing and watching sunsets and discussing what once was? It makes sense that someone who's more of a jet setter will need to save more in retirement than someone who lives more of a sedentary lifestyle. Or perhaps you enjoy the work that you do. Your work gives you a sense of worth and accomplishment. And it's not something you want to stop doing anytime soon. Maybe you cut back on your work. So you work 
part-time or you consult or maybe you even start a business. This could also be a great way to supplement your income in retirement. So as you can see, there are a number of factors that should be considered when you're trying to determine how much is enough, how much is enough for retirement. So if you feel that you have not saved enough for retirement or you haven't started saving at all, I don't want you to become discouraged or fearful. This is not the time to look in the rearview mirror of woulda, coulda, shoulda. None of that matters, nor will it make a bit of a difference. Instead, focus on what you can control, which is you. You can control your spending, your saving, your investing, and you still have time to catch up because most people who are in their 40s, they are in their prime earning season. But the key is going to be for you to take action and the sooner, the better. Now, let me give you some tips to help you get started on your journey to building retirement savings and financial independence in general. The first is check your mindset. I'm a huge proponent of being aware of your thoughts and your beliefs and what we put into our minds, because whatever we're putting into our minds, it's going to determine the actions that we take and ultimately the habits that we develop. And many of us have tethered ourselves to beliefs that sabotage our ability to manage our money effectively. And sometimes we buy into society's definition of success, big homes, fancy cars, designer clothes, whether or not we can afford these luxuries. And even if you can't afford it, it's the American way to say, no worries, you can finance it. You have to be careful buying into this mindset, especially if you have not saved much for retirement. Don't fall into the consumption death trap. Now is a time to do a mind check. I believe that we should operate from a place of abundance, but not one that's based upon material possessions, but instead have an abundance mindset that is about being grateful for what we have today and knowing that we can accomplish more tomorrow, that you can build the future that you want because it is possible, but sacrifice and discipline will also be necessary in order to achieve financial success. Regardless of where you are on your financial journey, you can take control of your money and you can improve your financial situation. Mindset is everything. So developing the right mindset is going to be key as you embark upon this new financial journey. And what has happened in the past, it doesn't matter. If you made mistakes with your money in the past, use it as a teachable moment and move forward. Our past provides us with wisdom, wisdom to learn 
to grow and to become better. But we can't live in the past. It's like trying to drive a car looking in a rearview mirror. You just can't do it. It's the same with life. You can't move forward when your life is anchored to the past. So let it go. Let it go. Next, I want you to assess where you are. Get a clear picture of where your money is going. Before you can start any journey, you will need a starting point. It's like taking a trip. When you take a vacation, you know where you want to go. You know your destination. But in order to reach that destination, you need to know where you are today so that you can create a roadmap to get to where you really want to be. So I have created an exercise and I call it Show Me the Money. Show me the money to help you get started. This exercise is going to help you determine exactly where your money is going. Now, to complete this exercise, you're going to need a couple things. I've included a link to my money map worksheet with the video to show you how to use it. So download the worksheet, watch the video, and then you will also need your bank statements. And if you use credit cards, you're going to need that as well. So you're going to need your most recent bank statements and your most recent credit card statements. Once you download the spreadsheet, you will notice that it focuses on two areas. That is your income or inflows and your expenses, your outflows. And we're going to start with your income. Take a look at your bank statement and you want to capture all the sources of income that you have. So your salary, if you have side hustle income, such as Uber, you want to make sure that you get all of that on the spreadsheet, as well as any child support that you may receive. So put all of that on your spreadsheet and then shift to where your money is going. Go through each transaction on your statement and categorize it on the spreadsheet. So go through and all of the grocery transactions, take those, add them up, and then put them on your spreadsheet. Do the same thing with dining out and make sure these are separate expenses, uh, separate categories. That's going to be important because oftentimes you might notice that your groceries and your dining out are going to be some of your largest expenses. And so you want to make sure that you keep those separate. As you go through this exercise, I want you to ask yourself, is this expense necessary? Or is it something that you can cut out and possibly live without? Now, remember, you're looking for money that you can allocate towards your financial independence. What I have noticed in practice is that once people have gone through this exercise, they are surprised with how much money they really spend and the things that they're spending it on. Especially in categories, like I said before, dining out, entertainment, 
bank fees, late fees for credit cards, subscriptions, and even grocery shopping. So go through your bank statements and look at all of your expenditures, your large expenditures, as well as the small ones. And just ask yourself, is this something I really need? And how does it examine all of your expenditures, large and small? Go through each transaction and ask yourself, is this something I really need? How does this expenditure impact my ability to obtain financial independence? The road to investing in your future is going to require discipline and sacrifice. And so as you go through the transactions, ask yourself again, is this something that I can give up today so that I can achieve financial success tomorrow? Next, I want you to build an emergency fund. Before you can start saving for retirement, I strongly recommend having an emergency savings in place. There are steps to building financial independence. And one of those first steps is to ensure that you can cover the basics. Because you see, life happens. The unexpected happens and it happens to all of us. None of us are immune to the highs and lows of life. So we need to make sure that we're preparing for it. We don't know what is going to happen. We don't know when things are going to happen. It could be an auto repair bill, a busted water heater, or a pandemic that lingers on for two plus years. You just don't know, which is why we hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. And if you don't have an emergency fund, then this should be job number one for your money. And that is to save three to six months of expenses. And these expenses, they should cover critical things like your housing, your food, utilities, transportation, and debt payments. The expenses that you would need to pay should you lose your job. And then your emergency fund, it should be stashed someplace where it is going to be safe and easily accessible, such as a savings account or a money market account. And I don't want you to get discouraged when you hear three to six months of expenses, because that can sound a bit overwhelming to a lot of people because it's a lot, but you're going to build it over time. And you don't have to defer saving for retirement until you have a fully funded emergency fund. You can do both. You can allocate money towards your emergency fund and towards your retirement account. So next, I want you to maximize your retirement savings. This is where you're going to put your new found money. So remember, you've gone through the exercise and you found some money that you can start allocating towards your retirement. And 
if you have found that you are at the top of your budget, that you cannot cut back any more, then you will need to find ways to increase your income. And I have included a resource for side hustle money, ways to build side hustles or to increase your income. I've included that in the show notes. So be sure to take a look at that. So next, you're going to maximize your retirement savings. Once you have a plan in place for your emergency fund, next, you want to make sure that you are putting as much money as possible into your retirement accounts. So if your employer offers a 401k, 403b, or 457b plan, you want to work towards trying to maximize the amount that the law will allow for these accounts. And if you can't maximize your retirement accounts yet, not to worry, invest as much as you can. And at a minimum, try to invest up to your company's match if they offer one, because you don't want to leave money on the table. That's free money. And then just make sure that you're revisiting your finances on a regular basis so that you can continue to add more to your retirement account. If you need to just start with 1%, start with that and then reevaluate your finances in three months or six months and see if you can increase that up to an additional percent. And if you get a pay raise, take your pay raise and put that into your retirement savings as well. Because the monies that are invested in your retirement accounts, they're going to grow tax deferred until it is withdrawn. And this is going to allow you to maximize your earnings and your growth potential. Now, if your company does not provide you with a retirement account, then create your own. You can do this through a individual retirement account. As long as you have earned income, either from a salary or from a business, you can make a contribution into an IRA up to $6,000 a year or up to your earned income if it is less than $6,000. So for example, if you have income that is $5,000, then you can make a contribution to an IRA of $5,000. And if you're over 50, you can make an additional $1,000 catch-up contribution. And with an IRA, you have two options to choose from. You can either go with a traditional IRA or you can go with a Roth IRA. Choosing between the two will be dependent upon your financial situation. A traditional IRA will make sense if your employer does not provide a retirement plan, in which case you can get a deduction for your contribution. And if your employer does provide you with a retirement plan, even if you choose not to participate in it, your ability to take a deduction on your tax return will be dependent upon your modified adjusted gross income. Now, investment earnings in a traditional IRA, like other company-provided retirement accounts, is going to grow tax-deferred until you withdraw the funds, after which you will pay ordinary income tax rates. Now, a Roth, 
A Roth IRA allows you to contribute after-tax dollars into an account and it grows, the earnings will grow tax-free. And you can take tax-free withdrawals after 59 and a half, provided that you've had the account for at least five years. Now, the Roth IRA, it does have some income limitations. So if your modified adjusted gross income exceeds certain income thresholds, you could be ineligible to make a contribution directly into a Roth IRA. So as you can see, you have a number of options to save for your future. If you have not started saving for retirement, then make the decision to start now. You still have time to make a big impact on your tomorrow. So how much do I need to save for retirement? I have provided a link in the show notes to a retirement calculator by Vanguard to help you determine how much money you should be saving for retirement based on your salary, how much you've saved already, as well as what you believe your estimated Social Security benefits are going to be. And if you're not sure, you can go to the Social Security Administration's website and you can actually download an annual statement from their website. And if you're not sure how much money you're going to actually spend in retirement, financial professionals will often tell clients that they can estimate somewhere between 70 and 80% of their income as a target for to save for retirement. So to give you an example, if your salary is $100,000, that you should estimate that you're going to need about $70,000 in retirement. Because generally speaking, you don't need certain things like you're not going to be traveling as much. You're not going to be buying clothes that you would normally buy for work. So some of your expenses will generally go down on average. But like I said before, your lifestyle will play a big part in determining how much money you will need for retirement. This calculator that I am providing in the show notes, it's just a gauge just to give you a starting point to start thinking about how much money you should be saving. So be sure to take a look and check it out. Now, as a recap, again, if you are just starting your retirement savings journey and you feel like you're a bit behind, first of all, check that mindset. Your thoughts and your beliefs around money, they matter. Regardless of where you are financially, you can take control of your money and you can improve your financial situation. But you have to start with assessing where your money is going. Take your financial pulse to determine where the money is going. And then evaluate your spending. Look for the opportunities to invest towards your future and then maximize your retirement savings at work and or contribute to an IRA. And then use the retirement calculator so that you can get a gauge of where to put that money that you found and the exercise in the money map that I provided you with. And then get started. Go get started today. Decide because it can make all the difference in the world. 
In the meantime, go be great. And I wish you much prosperity. Hey there. Thank you for listening to the Retire Ready Podcast. You can find us everywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. And we are also on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, please share it with your friends and be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And remember, there is no secret to building wealth. Spend less and then invest the rest. Take care and go be great today.